0: to podcasts recorded live at the center for spiritual living in portland oregon listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us
1: Morning, everyone. Hello. Yes, indeed, it's delightful to be here, and hello to our Facebook Live uh, attendees. We're so grateful that you've chosen Portland Center for Spiritual Living as your source of spiritual nourishment, and to our YouTube subscribers that we're growing every day in subscriptions, and to our thousands of podcast listeners. Welcome. We're so glad you're here, and know that. Everyone, everywhere, is welcome here. I have a question. How many of us have ever toyed with what-if questions? what if this, what if that? Maybe we served on a planning event team where we were exploring possibilities and said, what if, and we could maybe do something like this, what if maybe we were on a problem-solving team, or maybe we were just looking at some options in our life like vacation, like travel, or going to the beach, and what if we took this route, and what if we took that route? But whatever it is, A what-if question serves to open up possibilities, and so Each of you that is familiar with the what if question has a heads up on today's message which is healing the human heart because what we're going to do today is we're walking through several what if questions that are specifically designed to help us open up our hearts to the process of revealing inner wholeness we're going on an adventure of what-if questions now we're continuing to use this month's featured book it's called zen in the age of anxiety now i don't think any of us have any anxiety right now right we look out in the world and there's just total peace and harmony and health and wholeness so it's wisdom for navigating the modern lives and i think all of us can agree that a little bit of wisdom can be very, very useful at a time such as this. So there's three specific questions that we're going to look at, each designed to open our heart to revealing the innate wisdom, the innate wholeness that already exists within. So are you ready to go on an adventure? Let's do it. All right, question number one. Feel like I'm in jeopardy or something. What if I choose to open up the limitless opportunities being offered to me now. I've written these in first person, so what if I choose, notice that word, I choose to open up to the limitless opportunities being offered to me now? One of the things in science of mind that we learn early on is that we have the experience of the universe, which we call our personal reality, and at the same time, there's the uppercase R reality, which is truth. And what do we know about spirit? Spirit is wholeness, perfection, abundance, peace, love, harmony. It is that absolute, its principle, its always at work, and its essence is love. Well, our experience, our lowercase our reality, may not look like that. But the teachings of science of mind absolutely emphasize that it's important that we accept what is, that we don't resist it, We don't act like it doesn't exist. If we're having challenges in a relationship, it isn't that that discord isn't there. It's just not the truth of the individuals in that relationship. And so we acknowledge what is, we acknowledge the individual experience we're having, but we're often taught in science of mind, look up, the metaphysical chart, look up, look to spirit, look, to the truth, be open to a bigger, more expansive opportunity. There are limitless opportunities, and we're taught in Science of Mind, acknowledge what is, look up, and embrace the limitless opportunities available. And our author of the book this month says, Our identities and roles change like the seasons. Has anyone experienced that recently? So we may have thought that maybe we were in a specific career. Maybe that got totally wiped out with the pandemic. We're changing careers. Maybe we're changing relationships. Maybe our health condition has changed. Whatever it is, the exterior conditions change like seasons. The thing to identify with is the truth of who we are, that truth that resides within. And I think there's a great story because the the author shares many, many stories about nature. I happen to like all the way back to illusions, Richard Bach, when he talked about the creatures at the bottom of the great Crystal River. How many of us are familiar with this story? It's one of my absolute favorites. So I'm going to read just a portion of it. Once there lived a village of creatures along the bottom of a great crystal river, the current of the river swept silently over them, young and old, rich and poor, good and evil, the current going its own way, knowing only its own crystal self. Each creature in its own manner clung tightly to the twigs, the rocks of the river bottom, for clinging was their way of life and resisting the current, what each of them learned from birth. Ah, there was one creature though that said at last, I am tired of clinging, though I cannot see it with my eyes. I trust that the current knows where it is going, I shall let go and let it take me where it will. Clinging, I will die of boredom. Well, all the other creatures in the village laughed and said, Fool, let go and that current you worship will throw you, tumbled and smashed across the rocks, and you will die quicker than from boredom. But the one heeded them not, and taking a breath, did let go. And at once was tumbled and smashed by the current across the rocks. Yet, in time, as the creature refused to return to the state of clinging, the current lifted him free from the bottom. And he was bruised and hurt no more. And the creatures downstream to whom he was a stranger cried, See, a miracle! A creature just like us! Yet he flies! It must be the Messiah! (laughs) And so what can we learn from our little creature at the bottom of the great crystal river? What if we too chose to open ourselves up to the unlimited possibilities that the universe is delivering to us every single moment and that we trusted, we absolutely trusted, that there is a current, that there is a vitality that is fully supporting us and taking us to our next highest good? My question is, what if I choose to open up to limitless opportunities being offered to me now? What if? My next question, are we ready? What if all my experiences strengthen me? What if all of my experiences strengthen me? You know, so often we judge adverse conditions that we're experiencing and we want to resist them, we want to push them away. My question is, what if those adverse experiences are strengthening our ability to be a more powerful creator, to know at a deeper level the truth of who we are, to know the truth of spirit. What if those adverse conditions are there to strengthen us? Well, I think we can take inspiration from the way championship surfers train in Hawaii. There is an individual called Hi Kalana, and she's renowned in the surfing world. Now, I'm not a surfer, so I just happened to run across this story and I checked her out on YouTube and I was like, wow, these are some pretty awesome waves. Well, anyway, in training, she dives 30 feet down into the sea, picks up a 50 pound boulder and runs for at least one minute. That kind of resistance training Her father taught her, who is also a renowned surfer, because he said, you must build the capacity for a four-wave hold down. If you're going to be surfing in the big surf, you must have the strength and the capacity to withstand a four-wave hold down. What does that mean? There's 13 seconds between waves. That means for a four wave hold down, someone that has wiped out in a big surf could be held down for about a minute. And so this training is designed to ensure survivability, to ensure that this person, this surfer, is able to withstand adverse conditions. And so this training opens up to adverse conditions in order to be able to survive them, in order to be a championship surfer. So what about us? What if? our adverse conditions in our life are really there to strengthen us so that we get to know how powerful we are as creators? What if it's there specifically to fine tune our skills? What if it's there to help us remember to turn from the face of the appearance and hold steadfast to truth, that there's limitless opportunity there. What if? So what can we learn and what kind of inspiration can we take from championship surfers that are surfing the pipeline off of Oahu, which is known on the North Shore for the big waves that are extremely dangerous? What can we learn? Welcome, embrace the adverse conditions and know that it's there to help strengthen us. So what if all my experiences strengthen me? And the third question I'm asking us is, what if silence is golden? How many of us have heard silence is golden? Well, much of the stress that we experience in a modern day society stems from a belief that we don't know what to do in current circumstances. Old ways of being and doing are crumbling. The new hasn't emerged yet. It's called the liminal state. And so we haven't developed new behaviors. We haven't developed protocols, ways of being. What if, though, we didn't have to experience anxiety, fear, doubt, uncertainty, what if silence is golden? You know, Scripture tells us in Psalms 46:10, "Be still and know that I am God." Now one of the author's instructors, Zen Buddhist instructors by the name of Rashi, says it this way: "The more you sense the rareness and value your own life, the more you realize that how you use it how you manifest it is all your responsibility. We face such a big task, so naturally we sit down for a while. We face such a big task, so naturally we sit down for a while. Well, I'd like to share a oneness experience of how I know this to be the truth. When I lived in North Carolina, my ex and I owned a consulting business, and we were busy one Sunday afternoon preparing a prospective client brief. And I have to say we're both headstrong, had differing opinions of how to approach this briefing, and it was a little tense. Well, rather than just like put our heads to the grindstone and like kind of hammer it out, all of a sudden we just both looked up simultaneously and said, let's go for a hike. Well, in the Smoky Mountains, there's a lot of hiking trails. And we chose to go up the Blue Ridge Parkway to a place called Water Rock Knob. It's one of the highest elevations on the Blue Ridge Parkway. And the the climb is, is moderate. It has a lot of stone and deep tree roots, but at the time that was just fine. But that's not the exciting thing. I mean, we went for the hike, it was fine. Something told us, though, when we got down off that peak, stay for a while. And so we decided to get the picnic blanket out of the trunk of our car. We spread it out on this grassy knoll area, and it's like right at the edge of a cliff. And I was kind of like, well, I think maybe I can just be here. But there we sat, and in front of us was this massive expanse of trees and gullies, and in the far, far horizon, you could see the undulation of mountain peaks. And they call the Smoky Mountains Smoky for a reason, because there's all these clouds that were over them, and the clouds were just floating. It was very serene. And then, almost in an instant, I could see a thick fog starting to roll in. I sat there in awe and watched it roll. I could see the movement. I could see the tumbling. I could see how it just expanded out across that entire area. And I kept thinking, Ooh, I wonder what this is going to be like. I wonder if it'll stop at the cliff. If that's like a barrier, it'll just stop there. But then it came closer and it came closer. And it came closer. And the next thing you know, I was totally enshrouded in this white, thick, misty fog. Absolute oneness. I couldn't see my ex sitting next to me. I could not see the blanket I was sitting on. I couldn't see the ledge. I couldn't see anything. All I saw was this white rolling mass and all I felt was this cool mist. And later, as I studied science of mind, I thought, maybe that's what they mean when they say that your life is a movement in the one mind. Because all I remember, I don't remember how we resolved the, the proposal. I don't remember even how we got off that mountain because it was thick fog. I don't remember any of that. What I do remember was sitting there and experiencing total tranquility and just absolute peace and serenity. There was no thought of the proposal. There was no thought of differing opinions. There was no thought of separation of trees and the vast gully that was in front of us. There was none of that. All I felt was this white mass rolling and moving and the mist on my body. Now I was all wet by the time we got to the car. But imagine if we remember that this is a state of oneness that is always available to us, and that we chose to remember that silence is golden. Because in those moments when we are that still, we are open to hearing that still, small voice that resides within. Each of us has wisdom. It's available to each of us, but we must get quiet in order to hear it. So imagine if we really embraced silence is golden. What I really love is the way Ernest Holmes describes it in the Essential Ernest Holmes. He says, genius lies in following our own, oh, I love this term, instinctive omniscience. Do you know that that's the truth of each of us? That each of us has instinctive omniscience. We are literally in the one mind, and that one mind flows in through and as each of our minds and brings forth that wisdom, that inspiration. And so it's always available to us. And so, yes, we do face a big task, and so I encourage you naturally to sit down for a while and to truly believe silence is golden. Embrace your genius. Embrace the omniscient, the instinctive omniscience that is the truth of you. So. How do we summarize our three what-if questions? First of all, the universe is limitless opportunities and it is a beneficent creator that is always and forever in every single moment dishing up limitless opportunities. Are we willing to let go like the little creature to stop clinging and to trust? that there is a support, that there is a vitality that will take us to a higher and better good in our life. Are we willing to look at all of our experiences as something that strengthens us, to take the wisdom of the Hawaiian surfer training and to reframe adverse conditions and know that it's increasing our ability to be more powerful creators, to bring more, to experience more of that capital R reality, to expand our personal reality. And what if we chose to embrace silence is golden and allow our innate genius that lies within to express itself as instinctive omniscience. What if? What could life be? What if? Let us pray. Oh, breathing in the vast limitlessness of the universe, allowing that abundance, the air, to breathe it in, and to exhale. Just letting it flow in and out. And in this now moment, I recognize that one mind of infinite intelligence, the one mind of vast, limitless, unexpressed potential, the source, the substance, the supply, of all that is seen and all that is unseen. It is the divine creative pattern of perfection that it bestows upon its creation. And I know that I am of it. That pattern of perfection is the truth of my life. And that perfection and wholeness that resides within is the truth of my life. And as it's the truth of my life, I know it to be the truth of each person who hears this message today, each an individualized expression of that one omnipotent, omniscient, ever-present, known as God. Each an individualized expression. And so right here, right now, I claim and affirm an opening of mind and heart to embrace infinite possibility, to open up to all that is being offered, to let go of clinging to worn out identities and processes and behaviors, to simply let that go and allow this newness, this expansiveness to move into our being that soothes our heart, that quells any anxiety, any fear, and I claim and affirm that there is an openness to every single experience. There is no resistance, adverse conditions reframed, known as strengthening each person's ability to be a more powerful creator of a more fulfilling life, to experience more and more and more of that uppercase R reality. And I claim and affirm the embrace of the silence, knowing that within there is that ever-present wisdom that is expressing in through and as each person in every situation and I claim and affirm it good and very good. I'm so grateful that God is all there is. God is vast, limitless possibility. God is wisdom. God is. And so I place this word into the activity and action of the law, knowing that the law always responds With a beneficent yes. And so together we say, and so it is. Mm. Thank you for being here today. And now is our time of conscious giving. I invite you to take that which you brought to share, to place it over your heart. And together we say, Graciously I give. give. from From a place of love. Knowing that as I give. So do I richly, lavishly, abundantly receive. And could the ushers please begin collecting the offering? So on behalf of Portland Center for Spiritual Living, I bless these gifts knowing that as we receive them and circulate them, paying our bills, circulating offering into the community, and creating a world that works for everyone. We bless these gifts. We give thanks for these gifts. We honor these gifts. And so it is. Okay, so this is a time that, as we say, the old behavior patterns may no longer work. There's an opportunity for new behavior to come in, embrace new opportunities. It might be a time to embrace a prayer request. Know that we are here to pray. Uh, we have a licensed practitioner, Dadeen Mahler, out on the prayer table. For those of us that are in the sanctuary, there are prayer cards on the prayer ministry table. Please fill one out if you have a need for prayer. Place it in the box. And the ecclesiastical team does pray over all the prayer requests for an entire week. For all of us joining online, go to our website, cslportland.org. At the bottom of every single page, there's a button that you can click on that says, Submit Prayer Request. And just submit your prayer request, just like magic. It goes out to the entire team, and we receive that request, and we start praying on it immediately. So please, make our day and ask us to pray. And in the meantime, how about if we stand? And uh, I'm going to say it's optional to hold hands. How is everyone feeling about holding hands? Something wonderful is flowing through me right now. Something wonderful. It is, this thing life. it is this thing called life. Life is in my body. Life is in my mind. And life is in my affairs. I think it. I, think it. I, feel, it. I feel it. I believe, it. I, believe it. I am it. I am it. Just the way that I am. Just the way that I am. So let us remember If ever we are feeling alone, separated, filled with anxiety or fear, remember the one and know that we are loved, we are loving, and we are love itself. And so it is.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's podcast.